You're listening to Car Free Midwest. We're a podcast based in the Midwest exploring the stories, barriers, and joys of getting around the Midwest without a car. Our goal is to build a community around more transportation equity and less car dependency. I'm producer Joshua LeBure, and now I pass it on to your host, Sarah Johnson. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us on Car Free Midwest today. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch about you and your ride, so I'm really excited to get to know more about you and the KC family ride. Um, I'm in St. Paul now, upper Midwest, so it's fun to migrate a little further south and hear what's happening in your neck of the woods. So aside from being Ellen, the KC family ride organizer, who are you? That's uh, that's how I most identify right now is Ellen, the Casey family bike ride organizer. So that's perfect. I feel like we need nothing else. Um, no, done. So I'm I'm Ellen Schwartz. I have been involved in the Kansas City bike scene for what feels like a really long time. There was a stint in between where we moved, I moved abroad, came back, um, and now back in it. Um, and what changed in that time is I had a baby and wanna, didn't want to stop riding in that time, even though... Uh, society and certain um, Midwest mm-hmm. baby forward um, <laughs> baby <laughs> thought processes forward. might pre- <laughs> might prevail. Uh-huh. Um, so as part of that, I mean, of course, I had my baby in 2020, which I don't know if y'all have been around here for long, but it's been a pandemic for a yeah, few years. Yeah, maybe so just a little bit. Had to adjust mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. And then um, as I learned to ride with my kid, realized that a lot of other families probably going to want to do that too but probably don't know how and then also when I wanted to buy my kids kit and all the accessories couldn't do it locally like people aren't stocking it or if they are you had to know what to ask for sort of things so started this bike ride I actually attempted um I think close to two years ago now to start more of like a formal parent advocacy group that was like um trying to just be those kind of like loud squeaky wheels in the room and say you should be making our community better for the kids like stop driving so fast on my streets start like give me infrastructure that I'm comfortable with and that for various reasons um, I couldn't prioritize it in my life at the time and then this past summer just to jump right into it do it um, this is what we're doing this that's what we're doing um this past summer wound up uh with my 40 hours of when I should have been working. Instead, I was laid off Uh. and uh, found a friend who was in, she had quit her job in a similar situation. And we were both like, we're parents. We're, we are biking parents. We want to do this. Let's just make a bike ride that we would want to go on as parents. Nice. And so with her support, and I want to like always underline that this wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a second voice there at the beginning to say, no, we can do this. Um, with that encouragement, we just said, we're meeting up every week. We're going to go down. Um, it's called the Trolley Track Trail in Kansas City. It is a straight line, Perfect. <laughs> which is imp- wonderful for me because I am uh, GPS challenged. But also, it's off- completely off street. It's 100% kid friendly and like also kind of has just enough to build skills if you want to do that. Um, and it ends at a beer garden. <laughs> So all the things we're all the things we are able to just create that situation. And between the two of us show up every week and just build a little, build a little community. That's what it's all about. I love that. Uh, so how many Thanks. folks are rolling with you on these? And it's Sundays at 11, I believe I saw. 
It cool. is. It is Sundays at 11. Yeah. Um, except I will caveat, and this is where this year was proof of concept year. We did move it earlier to 9 a.m. Um, because being in the Midwest, it was hot, hot. AF. Yeah. Brutal. Um, so started even then a couple times we still had to cancel for yeah, the heat. So too much, especially for the little it was ones. Too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smart. So, um, but yes, normally Sundays at eleven we meet at the Whole Foods in Brookside. If you are in Kansas City and feel like joining yeah. us week to week, we have usually like four or five families and their kids show up. Um, right. So it's a nice little group. We hang out at, uh, like I said, the beer garden afterwards, and then you go on your merry little way, um, and then. Lost my train of thought. It happens to me mm, all of the time. Yeah, you're fine. You you <laughs> meet up at Whole Foods, you ride to a beer garden, you hang out, and then that's yeah, and it happens again out. the next week. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So goal wise, is it just like you said, which like I've led all sorts of different rides, and I think that all sorts of different rides yeah. have value just for the sake of being a ride. That's totally enough. Is there yeah. an additional arm? Like, do y'all show up at city council meetings? Do you interact with other mm. orgs? Do you do anything in the advocacy realm aside from just showing up and saying, hey, look, it's families on bikes and y'all should prioritize safer infrastructure or anything like that? It's a little bit of all of these things. So my hope is that, yes, it does grow into this group of really involved parents who understand the holistic value of safer streets. So my passion in this is bikes. I happen to just want to focus myself around that and build that and be the person who is saying, I'm here for you as a resource. I want you to like this. Um, The ways that I want to encourage that is by, you know, giving kids the confidence to ride. So, you know, and I've had my, I had to eat crow this year because my kid is three and getting him on his stride bike for the first time was like, I'm running this bike ride. I really should embody this and say, no, I want you as a family to show up wherever you are. And so if your kid is on a stride bike for the first time, I will be there with you and I will ride with you. Um, Or the flip side of that is if you just want to like have me as your reason to show up, but you don't want anyone to see this, I will keep riding down the trail and give you my number. Like you can. A lot of options for entry. Yeah. Well, and I feel like learning out loud is hard and that's part of what riding a bike is. Like, you know, there's a reason you use riding a bike as that metaphor all the time. It's hard. So, and then doing it with a kid and then parenting out loud is hard. It's all just like, it's a lot happening both in society right now about like, do you feel like you should be a perfect parent? Can you be a messy parent? What is mm. this? So being there as that support group and knowing, again, that, that that's part of it. So building that confidence, kind of step one, that you want to ride your bike at all. Um, and then starting to build in more of those society kind of sneak it in about like, hey, if traffic were slower on the street, wouldn't you do it more? Hey, can you start riding your bike to school? Which um, actually, that reminds me, today... Yeah. When the day we're recording yeah. this, I don't know when we're going to be live. Either. Is bike walking? <laughs> it's uh, October walking bike to school yeah. day. October fourth. It's the first Thursday, Wednesday in October. I think every year. Um, but that's the thing. And like Kansas City, not super duper on the map as far as where you're going to go for bike tourism, right? Like it's just it's car city. Like we're kind, yeah. we're famously on lists for having the most highways per capita, mm. highway lanes per capita. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as well, it's actually, it's surprisingly hilly. We are not actually in Kansas and humid in the summers. Mm. So like we had all of these barriers against us go- when we want to really cycle, 
or right anywhere. Um, so showing up is part of just like changing that narrative. I'm here. I'm writing. It's yes, it's Kansas City, and we can change. And we're doing it. it. So, yeah, that is like yeah. feels like Omaha. The whole like, hey, guess what? It's hilly. It's hot. Everyone worships their yep. car. Have a good time. Try not yes. to die when you're riding on the streets. Huzzah. Yes. <sighs> well, and I do want to like, I want to give a shout out to Kansas City because I think it has improved a lot. And part of me seeing that was leaving for four, almost four years and then coming back. And it's like, here, it's, we've built a cycle track and it's being well received and it's like expanding the whole bike network. But also like there's been this like groundswell of change. So this, the city council this year that's like newly elected and it's got, um, one of the founders of our local advocacy group, Bike Walk KC, turned into a councilman. So he's been there for four years. He got reelected. But then as well, like the, the, someone from the Sunrise Movement was voted in. Whoa. And then I Which know. Which is like, um, quickly, uh, if you could, like in a two-second thing, just say what the Sunrise Movement is. for. It's just like, oh it's a God. radical, like, environmental focus group, right? Yeah, that's about as much as I could tell you, too, is that they're very focused on climate action with their candidates. So um, actually, one of the things they're advocating for here in Kansas City is better bus systems, which aces. Again, like Kansas City, and again, like just not, I didn't mean to turn this into like a Kansas City buzzword, but our buses are free now. So now we need to make them rideable. (laughs) Like you can, you can get on them, but right where will you go and when will you get there um, becomes this really big question. Um, And, you know, to your question earlier about like, are you going to turn these people into advocates? I think there's just something, I don't know if I feel like the parent voice is missing in advocacy or if it's similar to, and I don't want anyone to think this is a one-to-one comparison, but the way that um, ADA facilities are frequently overlooked in urban design a lot of that overlaps with being a parent with a stroller, stroller, a toddler. (laughs) Um, It's also national don't drive your car. Yeah. Week without driving. That's not the week week without driving. (laughs) Don't use my hashtags. Um, But I, um, I put Kansas city on the, on the spot in my Instagram handle, but it's like my, my husband and kid went to daycare on the bus and the bus serve that's like the most frequent bus service in Kansas City. I think it's every 15 minutes, that particular route. We like to cut things close in this house as far as getting out on time. It's like they made it by two minutes, but if they'd missed it, that's now 15 minutes that you're waiting with an antsy toddler. Right. And that's just full stop. That's a barrier. Yeah. That means that I'm going to think really hard about planning my day around this particular activity, which my kid loves, by yes. the way. Like kids love buses. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my point is like, Involving parents more in this process, I just think is kind of a voice that is not considered a lot, even though it is when we do speak up, we do have that weight of like, it's good for the children um, behind us. So all of that is then what spurred on this family bike ride, because it to me, it's all tangled up. It's all in there. And the more that you just are visible, the more that you're doing it, the more that it starts to be this groundswell activity. Totally. So people see it and they wonder and then maybe they'll join yes. and then maybe, yeah, that's awesome. I'm yeah. super high five, proud of you for doing the thing because oof, a lot of times it's so funny. I've been talking with folks up here. I, like I said, I recently moved from Omaha to St. Paul and in Omaha, it felt like if there was anything that involved like bike walk bus, I probably had my hands in it in some capacity and it was right. exhausting. Like 
totally sure. detrimental to my well-being. 100%. No one, no one would argue with that. And then I move up here <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, I could just like kind of casually plug into things and I don't have to start the thing or lead the thing or invent the thing or lead the rally, you know, and it's just like, huh. right. So I just really have like renewed appreciation for those of y'all out there that are leading the things and doing the things because oh, yeah. it's not nothing. And I think that's very, I think that's very fair. I think everyone in advocacy, you need to find your level of commitment. And I don't mean that as a slight. I mean it as like, I am a person who it's like, I have an idea. I want to do the idea. And frankly, I want it to be done my way. Um, But there are other levels. Like I've had people in the past. It's like, you know what? What I can commit to is donating at the end. I'm not showing up anywhere, but here's my money. And there's like, you know. It's like, yeah. yeah, it does. And like sliding scales in between and don't discount mm-hmm. that. And it's like, um, even just, you know, whatever other things you might care about recently, I've just seen more and more people reminding you that's like your Instagram advocacy, your like just sharing things. It does make a difference. Yeah. You don't know who's in your audience or who would see it to share to theirs. So yes. I think that makes tons of sense. And I'm excited for you that you've found the right level. Oh, it was a hard, long lesson to learn. It was 20 years of like beating my head against the wall is what it felt like. Cause I've been in yeah. bike retail and advocacy for 20 years. And it just like right. towards the end, I was like, we're literally, it felt to me like we were going backwards and that's just like totally maddening. And then I was like, I can't even be a nice yeah. person anymore. This has got to change. <sighs> and so all that to say, yeah. uh, maybe pace yourself. I'm glad that you have a partner in crime. <laughs> Um, and do you have, like, do you think this is just going to be a thing that you just plan to do till the weather's done being nice and you'll pick it up again next spring type of a thing? Or how do you see that? Yeah, I think of it. Yeah. I kind of, am thinking of it as like seasons. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it sounds funny to me to be like, well, next season, this is what we'll be doing as if I have a football schedule, but it is like, yeah, I'm not partially because of my audience, right? Like if I'm actually telling you, you can come out here with a baby, I'm not going to be telling you to come out in 40 degree weather. Fair. Um, Reasonable. But also I'm not that committed either. Okay. Like find your level of commitment. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. But it also will give me a minute to reflect. Um, This was very much a proof of concept year of let's just do the thing, get some data, get some responses, some feedback, um, figure out how to switch and how to grow in a way that does make sense for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but as well, like kind of understanding and I'm very aware of the intersectionality of any advocacy work. And I know that my audience is almost exclusively white and like a very heteronormative family, mm-hmm. not exclusively, but mm, mm-hmm. I would be very, I can point to some people, but I'm not going to because that's like what you're Tokenism. Not to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to tokenize cool. it because I really am excited when that happens. <laughs> please come please come back um but also there's like kansas city's history is wrapped up in a lot of this too like Mm -hmm. race issues Mm -hmm. and um access issues and safety issues um time and again these reports come out about like where pedestrian and cycling um accidents happen is east of truest Mm -hmm. so i do want to be purposeful about reaching those audiences and saying like okay, do I need to partner with somebody else? Do I just need to show up in a different spot? What are the trails? I don't know what the trails are. Or do I need to make sure that there's, like, how do I start to be intentional about the fact that what I want to do is expand it, not just to be a bunch of affluent white families who think biking is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Whole Foods. No, 100%. Well, and even, like, the area of town Mm -hmm. is very Mm -hmm. much known for being white affluent Mm -hmm. and you know 
as much as I want to sit here and say, no, no, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I? Well, um, self-awareness is so, important. That's awesome. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, trying to figure out, taking the time, your question was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's like kind of taking that time to reflect yeah. and connect with other people and organizations. There's so much good stuff happening. That's, that's um, a perfect to segue say. to what collaborations are you looking at right now? I mean, I, uh, a while ago, I uh, interviewed Michael Kelly with Bike Walk KC. Um, just kind of about, love that man um, about, you know, kind of what's going on in the KC realm when it comes to those sorts of things. But that was like a couple years ago. Um, and I don't, Oh, I'm sorry if I interviewed someone from Kansas City between then and now and I am forgetting you. But um, yeah, what else as far as collaborations and other connections and partnerships? I, I saw some post, you know, just snooping on your Instagram. Radio Flyer is like sponsoring y'all. What is that? That's Radio cool. F- yes. Radio Flyer was a premium sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, presenting sponsor, I mm-hmm. think, of this event that we just did on Sunday where I just kind of blew it up. So I wanted to, because I'd had a lot of people showing up day, like week after week, but kind of nobody at the same time. Mm-hmm. And also just like feeling that part, one of the barriers to a family cycling, especially with young, young kids is not understanding what options are out there mm-hmm. for you. So I decided that I wanted to do a bike petting zoo. Okay. Yes. Which... I love that to pieces and want to know everything about it. That was your okay, idea. An... A bike petting zoo is not my idea. I've never um, I've heard seen of them. Before. I had not. I'm like, what? I want to go to there. <laughs> so that's funny because that's where it's like, I don't remember why I know that phrase. But then um, I was talking with Liz Harris, who's over at Bike Walk KC. Um, I teamed up. So I teamed up with Bike Walk KC for this particular event, um, cross promotion, et cetera. They do tons of stuff with schools. Um, yeah. So it made tons of sense. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But she and I were talking and she's like, I don't know, because so um, we had our bike petting zoo on the Sunday. They had one technically the day before at their bike, their women's bike summit. So it was like, and then there's another one coming up on Saturday. So it was like, suddenly Kansas City has three bike petting zoos (laughs) within eight days. And we've all kind of decided, (laughs) but we're also like, bike petting zoo is a very strange phrase, especially I wanted to be very careful that I put it as a family bike petting zoo not a like didn't want to get family and petting in the same yeah, yeah, spot, that's, that's good. <laughs> and she was she was joking she's like yeah we all know it's awkward and we're just leaning in doing it like we don't have anything better either and we gotta get yeah. this stuff up yeah. out of the ground so um but all of that to say the the idea was show up and ask the owners about why did you choose a front seat versus a back seat? Or like, if you have the third wheel, how old, like how young can you be in that or whatever? And I wound up just say like, we had just throughout the course of doing the bike ride, we had about, um, I want to say like 10 different setups just within that, like either a different bike or different accessories, whatever. It's like, this is just, I don't, I don't think I knew about that even. And I'm an avid cyclist when I started wanting to go with a parent or as a parent. So set that up, got bike walk to do a skills course in the morning. And then we had just had like the biggest ride that we'd had all season down the trolley trail, bike bells ringing and like hooting, hollering. And it was really, really fun. Adorable. So that sounds so good. Yeah. But what did you, you said something about Mike Kelly. Just that I like him. And that I like bike walk KC from what I can tell, you know, just via the interwebs, it looks like some good stuff's going down and just, yeah, along the lines of the collaborations that you're, you're fostering oh, the collaborations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I will give a shout out as far as when I talked about the city council, Mike Kelly ran. I for city know. Council. Yes. 
he did not win, but I will also take it as a very good sign that he only lost it by like 1,000 votes. And he was what's called an at-large seat, which mm. is like 20,000 Oh, wow. Voters. That's awesome. So it was very no close. Kidding. And he, I am just, again, and when I think of how Kansas City is making progress, I do point to that as saying like, that was so, so close. And he ran on like, again, like environmental and justice, like all kinds of very progressive ideas. Um, so yeah, as far as who I want to work with in the forward going forward is like there. So there are many, many just bike rides in general. Kansas city has this huge thriving recreational rides going on. There's also black women bike and there are it's like girls on bike. There's women's cycle KC. There's just like lots and lots of cool energy happening around some more minoritized groups. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I adore bike walk whatever I can do to get in their little, in their little sphere, I do it. Um, I call myself a super fan. And then um, just thinking even about like getting more out to the suburbs, Kansas city is very suburban, but we also have a really great trail system. So how do I expand my audience? How do I reach more families to say like, Hey, we're going to be at trail Indian Creek trail this year or this blue river trail. Um, and it's by you. So it's easier for you to get to instead of coming downtown. So um that's kind of all swirling around in my brain. And again, just like being visible, helping Kansas City see that you can ride your bike for utility as much as you can for recreation. Um, and then starting to use that data to advocate to city council or to bring people in. Again, to just like really illustrate how everything shifts when you start to build for that lowest common denominator. Love it. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, when you were talking about ADA and strollers and that sort of thing, so the job that I just took is actually working with the disability community um, for Ooh. the ARC Minnesota. They're just a nonprofit that helps okay. the IDD community, intellectual and developmentally disabled folks. Um, and yeah, just the barriers galore, which I was aware of, obviously, through a lot of the stuff yeah. I've done with transportation equity work, but... Whew, just a whole different realm and also kind of the it same. Is. And like you say, when you take care of yeah. the person that has the most needs, everybody benefits. It just shouldn't be so yes. hard to get through everyone's skull. But Yes, <sighs> totally agree. I was really fortunate to when I first moved here, I had a, my upstairs neighbor is in a wheelchair full time. Um which shout out to Mike, he is wonderful, but he also had this wonderful, gentle way of if we were walking to the bar or whatever, you know, if he, he would point out, Hey, there's not a curb cut here. I have to go all the way over here or here's a planter and you know, the sidewalk shifted. And so now it's maybe more like two or three inches instead of the one mm -hmm. that's technically to code. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, I can't, I can't roll that yeah. way. So yeah, here we go. Yeah. Like gotta go around. He would just having someone in your life who is just that, open about and very mm -hmm. much like ask me more mm -hmm. he was never like putting it on me or like saying how upset he is about it he's just like gently yeah. saying this is uh it's not gonna work yeah. out gotta go this other way yeah, yeah. Wow. so quite a perspective yeah. shift uh i feel like it, it, it is. is when you, you hang out with folks that yeah. get around in other ways and it's just yeah yeah reiterates how important this work is um okay so we talked a little bit about the bike party and the petting zoo. I had another thing. Oh, okay. Actually, I have a couple things. One, you said you lived abroad for a little while. I just want to know, I mean, That's kids it. aside, how, where were you? Did they have good bike infrastructure? How was your life different when you had active 
well, I'm just making some assumption that you're overseas. So clearly there was just, it was bikeable. <laughs> it was walkable. It was delightful. Where were you? Maybe you were in like, 100%. I don't know where you were. <laughs> Fun fact, the United States is the only place without bikes. Everybody else has figured this yeah, shit out. No. Um, <laughs> no, I happened to be, I was in London. Oh, okay. So, and it was interesting because we happened to arrive. So 2015, I feel like is very much before the world changed Isn't that the to truth? what it is now. Ugh. So, yeah. So, so like, we arrived. In a years. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like, I think it was the first summer we were there. It was the Brexit interview. And then very shortly after was our own yeah. set of elections. Uh-huh. And um, it was also, though, London had in, um, just really launched their cycling infrastructure campaign. I would say wholeheartedly and had made some progress. So they have what are called cycle superhighways, which are um, completely divided by directional, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Like, so a cycle track where you're going both ways on the same track, but it's totally removed and there is a barrier between you and the road. And that is, they had like a network of that about half built when I first got there. Yeah. But it also, to me, reminds me of how much of a process it is. And I actually think this way a lot about Portland, because I went to Portland, Oregon when I was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, And it was like, here's a bike lane, here's a bike lane, here's a bike lane, here's a bike lane, flat, 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 all the way around. Love your life. You're in Portland. And I did a little bit of research and this is very high level. So don't any urban planners come at me with the real stats. But it was that they made that decision back in, you know, the 80s and early 90s that the city can't grow beyond a certain boundary. Therefore, we have to invest in different ways. And we recognize that cycling is a much greener attitude. And so, like, let's make all these changes. And so by the time I got there in the early 20 teens, it's beautiful and it's thriving. But that was at least 30 years in between. And so I just remember that anytime I get so frustrated that all of this infrastructure comes with a slog and with active voices and with someone who knows the ins and outs of the policy and someone who stands up with the sign and someone who rides their bike on these really busy London streets through the double-decker buses every day to prove that someone will. And so that was very cool. I didn't wind up getting very involved in the London bike scene, like the advocacy work, which is interesting because I did think of this actually when you said how you felt like you had to do everything in Omaha and now in Minneapolis, you can just plug in. To me in London, I'm so used to being from Kansas City where a medium fish is a big fish and London, a medium fish is a minnow. And so I was very much used to having my actions have some visible impact, even if it was just that someone was so thankful that I showed up somewhere. Um, In London, it's like you say something and you instantly get 20 volunteers because there is just a power, like numbers there. And so I never felt that same connection as I did and as I think I craved, like just being able to see what you've done, either have an impact or make someone mad, like Ooh, whatever it might be. That's <laughs> the end I started falling on more and more towards the end of Omaha. Ugh. I was like, ah, the mayor is talking shit about me by name and I don't love that, but also she knows who I am. Yeah. Anyway, I feel you. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up your story. Oh, dear. I'll come back and I'll interview you so you can just tell all. Okay. I know. Sometimes, actually, that's so funny. I should just invite you back. We could do it on this show, too, because I I sometimes think, like, 
I don't know, whatever. I talk about myself too much, I think, as it is. So it would it'd feel less weird <laughs> than for me to just be like, oh, here, let me just tell you about all my feelings, which is kind of also what this podcast is, as you may be learning. Sure. Um, I love it. Okay, let's let's dial it way back. Uh, were you a kid on a bike? How did you get, where did you, how did you sure. fall in love with bikes? I was a kid on a bike. I remember cycling way too far one day and having to like, I think knock on a neighbor's door and like eat crow and call my mom and tell her that I am exactly where you told me like not Not to go go. beyond. And also I'm too tired to ride back. So could you please? Um, And she did. She's a very good one. Um, So fell out of it. I think I probably had a bike in college and then I'm sure it got stolen or I left it there. I don't know. And then kind of fell out of it. Mm. Um, Met my now husband at some point he decided he wanted to do the MS 150. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is, um, not everybody has heard of this, which I think it's a very Midwest ride Probably. because I don't know, I don't know why either. not, but I just know about it. Cause um, I think it's bike a, shops for a million years. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think now it's called bike MS now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it anyway, 150 miles across two days. It's a very organized ride. You ride from Kansas city to Lawrence, spend the night right back. And I had not done that before. And thank God my mother-in-law years before had decided she did not want anything to do with cycling um but didn't tell my father-in-law that until he'd already bought her a very nice bike that she couldn't complain about um and thank god our inseams i was like i feel like i know where this story's going ellen gets a bike (laughs) ellen gets a bike um we lived downtown at the same time so we would i would just wind up kind of getting miles in by riding places and i realized i could do that a lot in kansas city especially with a very nice light bike Mm um now there are e-bike there are e-bikes all over Kansas City now for that exact reason. Just yes. saying. Same with Omaha. Um taken yeah. off. Yeah. Game it changers. Is a game changer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so part of that that just writing and writing and writing, I realized I loved it. And then slowly it just became part of my identity, basically, of like, this is great. Um, and then now with climate action and mm-hmm. climate change just being so forward and so heavy on a right. lot of us, I think that it feels very much like I, you know, kind of relating back to what is your level of advocacy? My level is I can be on a bike and I can encourage other people to be on a bike, but it pisses me off to call my senators Mm -hmm. because (laughs) my senators are, they're from Missouri. (laughs) And I do know, and I'm, I'm, maybe I'll just apologize outright to every advocacy group that I follow on Instagram who says, would you please just call? And I will say, yes, I will do that. And then Maybe not. Ugh. Oh, I lost the number. I, I can't look it up. Yeah, weird. Ugh. I actually, I have our senators in my phone book, but I have a a, a bad word. Yeah, exactly. So that I, I can find exactly, them exactly. Exactly. Wow. We are we are similar. Yeah, we might be the yeah, same. Possible. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I moved out of Nebraska and I deleted all of my like contacts for elected <sighs> officials that I would like harass oh regularly. God. Yeah, it's like, see you yes. later, sucker. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, and I, you know, here, maybe now I will publicly be shamed into just go call them. <laughs> but uh, but that is, it just feels like a thing I can do. Like if I feel yeah. like very eco-anxious about whatever is happening around right. me or whatever is like pipeline, I'm just, I'm able to recenter and say, this is something I can mm-hmm. do. And this is something I can encourage. And I can point to at least three other people who are riding their bike a little bit more because of what I did. Awesome. And that's cool that is cool because it really i mean yeah. and that's like you're saying just like little by little that's where i'm i'm not the most patient person on the planet but 
the incremental right. change is actually how it works. And when you just encourage yes. and support and show up for folks and say, we can do this, let's do this. It's yeah. funny what it can turn into. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where it all started and where it's going and it's been fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And so we kind of touched on the radio flyer sponsorship thing, but I am oh, yeah. like, is that what you ride now? I saw a picture. I actually don't even, I scrolled through a bunch. I don't remember yeah. if it was even you, but it was someone with a, a wagon and an e-bike. And is that all yes. them? And they sponsor you? They sponsored that exact event, but they did donate the bike. So that was freaking Beautiful. cool. Wow. So neat. Um, and I will give a shout out. There's like the reason it came across is because there was another there's a Kansas City influencer, I would say. She's more about outdoorsy travel with your kids. Mm-hmm. They gifted her this setup. Mm-hmm. And so my first thought was just like, hey, can you just be at my thing? Yeah. Also bring your audience. Yeah. <laughs> um and she was she was booked for a paying gig, oh. which I could not do yeah. that. Can't compete. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. I'll get you. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> um so but she just suggested you might see, and I think my gut is that um, it's a new product for them mm-hmm. and they just want it, the word to get out that it exists. Yeah. And that has proven to be true because a few people were just like, wait, Flyer, right. I haven't heard of that brand. Oh, it's Radio, Radio Flyer. Flyer. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But the thing that really got me hooked on this whole setup is it is a folding cargo e-bike that fits in the trunk of my Civic Coupe. Dang. How I'm right? like, I don't know how many bikes I've loaded into freaking tiny cars over the years, and it's generally yeah. not fun. Wow. Okay. It is. That's cool. Yeah. But it folds up in a way. It's like, I can do it. Proof of concept yeah. did it. Yeah. I did it. It it's shut, happening. and not, like both my car and my bike are fine. Yeah. Um, right. But part of the struggle that I've had with having it, I do have another e bike. That was what I, I invested in an e bike as like a second car, yes. basically. Yeah. Um, back when the pandemic started and I had a child who was growing like a weed and I am lazy. So <laughs> perfect storm. I had to, had perfect to be an storm of, yes, exactly. Um, so I'd had one and I knew that it was great. Um, but then my husband got his as well. And suddenly we have 100 pounds of bikes and we don't have the right way of hauling mm-hmm. them. So for us, that's okay. We're more commuter type style. So we are leaving from our house to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get out on a farther away trail. Mm-hmm. But with the family bike ride and wanting to expand and wanting to get out to other places. And even just as I see other people post from other trails, it's like, I don't have a way unless I dedicate my whole day to literally riding out mm-hmm. there and back. Also, I'm not going to do that with a three-year-old. Right. Um <laughs> I was just kind of like, well, that's a bummer and I'll have to figure this out and we don't want to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like, that was what I realized is we could fold this up, hit the road and like go enjoy these other spots much easier. So, um, so I'm very excited. Yeah, that's awesome. That's also a perfect segue to the next question, which is where else outside of Kansas City have you ridden and how does that play into your vision for Kansas City and or just like traveling with a kid and bikes? Oh. Like what's, what's that like? What a good question. I, that, oh my God, I feel like my whole life has been so different since COVID. Isn't that's that right? like, I don't yeah. know. I don't think I ride bikes anywhere else. Yeah. That Which might isn't be the true. answer. That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it isn't, it isn't. We, um, last year we spent a lot of time in Canada, um, seeing friends and just traveling, being a little bit nomadic. And we were able to, I wasn't able to like ride around Montreal like I wanted to, but it was very much an active cycling scene. 
um, it's just also Montreal's very European. So it's like, I couldn't figure out how to get a bike rented. Mm. Well, and this actually, to be fair, is one of the hurdles with being a parent who wants to cycle. I could have rented a bike for a month, but I didn't like renting the kid's seat mm. to go on my bike was like, I think there was one shop. I think it's not open on the weekends. I think it's this, it was going to add like $300. And it was just like, well, that's, Enough. I can't commit to using yeah. it that much. And I don't know this city. And right. whereas, and another hurdle too, is even just like when you have your own, um, kid kids grow like weeds so getting even just thinking of like their own bikes you have to swap them up and up and up and up and that's expensive yeah. if you feel like you have to buy it out of pocket you have to find someone who's got a kid that's like a year yeah ahead exactly of you just to just like do along. this rotation yeah. <laughs> so like part of me as far as like thinking even just where is this bike grade going is like do i just go to craigslist it's not craigslist anymore do i go to facebook marketplace <laughs> and like acquire a bunch of this stuff and say rent it out for me I don't think so. I don't think I want to be in retail. But, <laughs> I, it is, but again, I'm having a visceral like, reaction is... to retail. Like, no, don't do it, Ellen. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, don't. Anything but that. Swim away. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, an interesting point. Like, I, and, you know, again, after selling kids' bikes and all the sizes of bikes for so long, it's like some shops that I worked at over the years had like a kids trade-up program. Because otherwise, yeah, right. Like, how are you going to afford to keep them on bikes that fit safely? That was also, you know, I'm not a parent. I don't know if I've said that yet. I have two shitty little dogs who I adore. Uh, never wanted kids. And then my body imploded and I can't have them anyway. So it all worked out. We're on the same page over here. But I feel like keeping kids on bikes that are the right size for them is such a trick because I would push back a lot of times on parents that would come in with like a tiny little dude who maybe was like riding a 12 inch and he's ready for a 16 inch. And the parents are like, how about that 20 inch? Like, I think he can handle it. I'm like, Oh no. And you know, I was a big fit nerd. I mean, kid stuff, obviously different than like when you're fitting a tri racer or something, but the concept remains like you gotta be able to handle your bike. And when you're putting these little ones on these bikes, I can't handle. It's like, yeah, I, I'm also like, you know, not rolling in cash, but like you might be just doing the kid the disservice of putting them on something that is scary because it's too big for them just to save money. And so, yeah, that is a crux. Like if you could crack that one, you'd be onto something for sure. I know, but I think the, the crack involves mm. opening a retail shop that I'm not ready to commit to. Um, no, but I do think there's kind of even in the spirit of being more eco-friendly and more reuse instead of yeah. buy new like there's I feel like there's gonna be someone somewhere who's like wait I've got a I've got a system for you I've yeah. got space or I've got a something yeah um, I feel like so someone's that... gonna invent some app or something where it's like and yeah. I'm even you know I'm always brainstorming on business ideas and weird shit but what if there would be okay first of all is there I'm sure there's got to be some kind of like a bike co-op non-profity type getting kids on bikes type of a no one, no one is, I don't think specifically like focused on kids. I will say there are plenty of like reuse shops. So there's the 816 mm -hmm. Bike Collective, um, Revolve mm -hmm. KC. I think even Bike Walk has an earn a bike program. Mm -hmm. um, and any, I want to say, I just heard that REI does like the bike swap system mm -hmm. and plenty of other like kind of local, not, not to truly local, but like Eric's bike shop type mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. probably does the same thing. I'm almost imagining like, if you're, you know, Facebook, take it or leave it, but they have those buy nothing groups. Yep. I'm almost envisioning like, could there be like a kid bike oh. swap group where it's just like, like you know what, you got a kid and your kid's going to yeah. outgrow this bike. And then here's other kids that are also outgrowing their bikes. Right. And like, 
maybe then, you know, you, you know, someone who's a bike mechanic who can do like a tiny little, you know, safety check before it gets passed oh. along or something like that. I love I that idea. Know. I, I I'm ready for someone to hear this podcast and say, and be like, yes, <laughs> Hey, Sarah, give me Ellen's, give me Ellen's email address. And let's I will do say, this. let's do it. All right. I've, I've got an audience and you've got the know-how and we'll okay. rely on We're, technology to get us make there. It happen. Yeah. Yeah. I always am like, someone will just make a, an app for that and then it'll just, yeah. uh, it'll be good. No that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Sounds good. Okay. Ellen, I could talk to you for days. It would seem, but I, I have, so. uh, I have, you know, exceeded our 30 minutes that I told you I would keep you for. So I'm looking over my notes. I don't think, hmm. I mean, yeah, like I said, I could talk to you a lot, but uh, any, any parting thoughts? Okay. No, I do have one question that I do want to actually ask you before I ask you about your parting thoughts. How did you hear about the podcast? Because, I... you know, we don't have a worldwide audience, although we do have people listening from multiple co- countries, which always is yeah. like, oh, that's nice. But like, did you just stumble upon us? Because this audience you speak of, we always are trying to grow it and always are curious about how people are finding us. I think, so I'm sure, I would expect words. I am sure that I have other friends in my circle who listened to you and then shared you on Instagram. And so it would be like, if there was someone nearby in the Kansas City area and that would have kind of like bubbled into my feed and then come back out. And then um, since then I started following you. So you would pop up when you had a new episode and I would say, that sounds so cool. And then um, definitely I listened. Thank you for listening. And thank you for reaching out and saying, hey, let's talk about stuff. Oh my gosh. I have really enjoyed it. I have as well. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. I, this is where I told you it's like the, the top and the end are just the worst parts for me. I will say, I hope that anyone listening feels like they are welcome to come out and join the family bike ride or tell somebody about it and come hang out with us. Um, right now it is October and we're just going to keep on keeping on every Sunday at 11 until the weather gets bad, which as we've talked about with some climate change, you know, hitting on in this episode, it could be in two Anytime. weeks or it could be December. I don't exactly. know. So yeah. yep. at some point I will call it so that I can take a break. Um, but yeah. watch and um, we're on Instagram, KC Family Bike Ride. Try to keep it simple. Um, and then I have an event bright page, but you find all that from the Instagram page. So that's where you would go to know if we are riding or not. And that does it for this episode of Car Free Midwest. We're here every other week with interviews, topics, and documentary pieces covering all things transportation. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Car Free Midwest or visit us at carfreemidwest.com. Subscribe to Car Free Midwest wherever you listen to podcasts and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash carfreemidwest. This podcast is produced by me, Joshua LeBure, and hosted by Sarah Johnson. Our theme song is New Deal by The Big Quiet via Free Music Archive. Yeah.